Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about how to grow a strong and bold spirit in Christ. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and this is the second of three so-called pillar episodes. And we're calling these first three episodes pillars because this is where we want you to start. Everything else I talk about here on Rooted Daily is going to flow from these three pillars, about first, laying deep roots in God's word, second, growing a strong and bold spirit, and third, weathering life storms with Christ. And today I get to talk about why it's so important that we move beyond the first pillar to root ourselves in God's word to the second, growing a strong, bold spirit based on that word. And it's important because, as they say, talk is cheap. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 4, Paul writes that, I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. And in verse 8, he says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. You see, anyone can rely on human tradition or, or craft their own argument. I once took a debate class, and one of the assignments was we had to pick a vegetable and defend to the class why it was the greatest vegetable of all time. I picked the eggplant, and I thought I did a pretty good job defending it. You know, the eggplant, it's purple. That's the color of royalty. Uh, the eggplant contains all these nutrients to add to a balanced diet. They taste great in lasagna. I thought I did a pretty good job arguing why it was uh, the best vegetable. But then another student gets up and he announces that he has selected the potato as his vegetable. And he says that, you know, the potato's great because it can be made into French fries, but also into baked potatoes that are topped with sour cream and bacon. And he drops the mic. You can't argue when bacon's brought into the picture. But the point is, anyone can make an argument. There's almost 8 billion people on earth and at least as many opinions. Anyone can make an intellectual argument because talk is cheap. But Paul says Christians should be more. He writes in verse 6 of Colossians chapter 2, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Live your life for Christ. That's how you show that you're rooted in him. Notice now, Paul doesn't just urge the Colossians to not live for evil. It's easy to look to scripture and gather together a list of things not to do. Don't lie, don't steal, don't covet, don't murder. That's easy to understand and pretty easy to do. The Pharisees of Jesus' day, they were good at this. They read the law and they made a list of thou shalt nots that everyone could see. They avoided the things on that list. But Jesus decried this as faux faith, saying in Matthew 23, starting in verse 27, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but are on the inside full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. 
Matthew 23, 27 through 28. The Pharisees, they were squeaky clean for appearance's sake, but on the inside, they were rotting. It's not enough to just not live for evil. We have to live for Christ. To the Colossians, Paul warns that this is the trap of human tradition. But we're free when we rely, when we rely on Christ and when we rely on Christ alone. And Colossians 2.9, Paul continues, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He's the head over every power and authority. And in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Christ came as God in the flesh so that he could conquer over the whims and the arguments of this world. And those arguments, they were all focused on the flesh. How do we make the flesh better, less imperfect? Christ, though, he wasn't focused on the flesh. He was focused on enabling strong, bold spirits to glorify the Father. And the way he offers us to glorify him, it's through baptism or immersion in water. And in that baptism, we kill off our old self. In other words, our reliance on those hollow and deceptive philosophies. And we're raised up through faith, just like Jesus was raised to life after his crucifixion. After that baptism, we're enabled to live a new life built on Christ. Paul continues in Colossians 2 verse 13 now, when you are dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The chains of the flesh are nailed to the cross. And now I live a new triumphant life, just as Christ was triumphant over his enemies and the authorities of his day. I need to live my life in a way that's in line with Paul's exclamation in Romans chapter 8. He says in Romans 8 verse 1, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. I am free from condemnation free from the law of sin and death. And now I can enjoy eternal life. True faith, a faith that's rooted in Christ, helps us never forget that. It's easy to reduce our role as disciples to a to-do list of thou shalt nots. But Christ demands so much more from us. He demands that we continually grow stronger, bolder spirits, wholly devoted to him. In fact, when we do repent of our sins, when we turn away from the human arguments that led us to commit them and we're baptized, Acts 2.38 promises us the gift of the Spirit. Peter makes it clear that this promise 
is for you, meaning the audience at Pentecost, and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That means you, and it means me. God has called us to so much more than the faux faith that Christ decried in the Pharisees. He calls us to be devoted disciples who leave our past behind to follow him. But he doesn't call us to do all of this alone. The gift of his spirit living in us builds us up, opens our mind to his word, and helps us grow the strong, bold spirit that he demands. And it starts with joining Christ in his death and burial and resurrection. It starts by repenting of our sins, dying to our past, and rising up to be a new creation. That'll do it for this pillar episode of Rooted Daily, and we can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.